wants to taste a mammoth. How is a new over-the-counter medicine saving lives? Do we finally have enough emoji? How is India rebuilding their cheetah population? Get the answers to these questions and more on this episode of Knickknack News. I'm Alex. And I'm Anthony. And my first story this week is Mammoth News. This is from CNN. Meatballs made with mammoth DNA created by Australian food startup. What? Did you, did, did you hear about these meatballs? No. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't know. It's, a, the headline I think is a little misleading, but, but we'll get into it. Okay. Um, so this article says woolly mammoth remains with fur and tissue still intact are regularly found entombed in Arctic permafrost, uh, but their discovery has allowed scientists to sequence the mammoth genome. Uh, And now some of that information is being used to grow an approximation of mammoth meat in a lab. Uh, Emphasis on approximation. (laughs) Um, So this company, Vow, is an Australian cultured meat startup, um, and they've made what what they describe as a mammoth meatball. Uh, and the project's goal, according to the company, is to draw attention to the potential of cultured meat to make eating habits more plan, uh, planet-friendly. Uh, and it, I like the article just, like, fully calls them out, and they're like, this is primarily a, a publicity stunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because these meatballs aren't actually intended for human consumption. And even calling oh. the calling it uh, mammoth meat is a bit of a stretch because it's more like lab made uh, lamb meat that has like a tiny amount of mammoth DNA in it. So it's like not even, it's completely misleading, honestly. Um, but uh, I guess it, it is the first meatball to contain mammoth DNA as far as we're aware. So that's, I guess what we can go with here. Um But yeah, like they pointed out, the scientists working on the project didn't have access to a frozen stash of mammoth tissue. Uh, Instead, they focused on a protein present in mammals called myoglobin that gives me its texture, color, and taste. Uh, And they identified the DNA sequence for the mammoth version in a publicly available genome database. So they were focusing specifically on this like one aspect of mammoth DNA that's specific to like how it how its muscle texture is, I guess. Um, and then they, okay. They, they filled in gaps in the uh, DNA sequence using information from the genome of an African elephant. So I guess this is also kind of an elephant meatball. Uh, and the scientists <laughs> inserted the uh, synthesized gene into a sheep muscle cell, which was then cultured or grown in a lab. So it's just like, I, I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> what is he supposed so to be like? I don't know if i'm following all of the steps here yeah um so it's like one one like tiny like i think it's like a specific protein that they like got the mammoth version of it and then they inserted that into a sheep muscle cell um and this is but they're, they're growing lamb it. cells yeah it's lamb meat or yeah it's just lamb i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know why they chose lamb too like it's like we have closer animals to whatever. Yeah, uh, the team, <laughs> yeah I don't, the, the whole thing. 
The, the, wow. the team was okay. eventually able to produce about 400 grams of this pseudo mammoth meat. Um, and this, and I just want to end with a quote from James Ryle, who's Vow's chief scientific officer. He says, normally we would taste our products and play around with them. Uh, we would about that. Uh, but we were hesitant to, <laughs> <laughs> we were hesitant to immediately Sorry. try and taste because we're talking about a protein that hasn't existed for 5,000 years. I've got no idea what the potential allergen, allergenicity, allergenicity, whatever, allergenicity. Uh, might be. I've never heard it, for, like, I've never heard that word before. Uh, what They have no idea what the uh, allergenicity of this particular protein might be. So they're, like, afraid, like, if somebody eats this meatball, it, they'll have an adverse reaction because, like, we're not used to being able to pro- process it. I don't really understand it, that. Is either, that why but. they're saying like it's not meant for human consumption? Yeah. So they just made some useless meat. <laughs> so <I guess laughs> yeah, like what was the point of all of this? They, like they like the article said it's a publicity stunt I think for this company. <laughs> Cuz like um, they are actually trying to make like normal cultured like yeah. lab meat. So I think they're just trying to get some attention and they did it. I they guess. did it. They succeeded. Um, in the most We're talking about way it. possible. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about it. Um, yeah, I was just laughing earlier when you said that they 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 were quoted saying that they normally play around with the food <laughs> that they make. And I'm imagining like a meat, like what does that mean for a meat? Just somebody like squishing it in their hand like it's a stress They're ball throwing, or something. We play around. Throwing it, yeah, throw, throwing it through a basketball hoop or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my first story today is health news. This is from APNews.com, and the headline is, FDA approves over-the-counter Narcan, and here's what it means. This is a really big deal in the health world. Um, So on Wednesday of this week, which was just yesterday because we're recording on Thursday this week, um, the FDA approved over-the-counter form of Narcan or a naloxone nasal spray. And the reason that this is exciting or should be exciting for everybody is because naloxone is used to reverse the effects of opioid drug overdoses. And there is an ongoing health crisis in this country linked to that problem. And making this drug more widely available is going to save lives, which is super exciting. Yay. Uh, um. Yay! Uh, according to AP News, whoop, whoop, uh, health. Um, uh, according to APAPS, AP News, uh, the drug's already being distributed to police and other first responders across the U.S., and it should be available in stores by late summer of this year. Um, some unknowns remain, like how much it's going to cost and what specific stores will end up carrying it. This is a quote from Chuck Ingolia of the National Council for Mental Wellbeing. Uh, he says this decision represents a decisive, practical, and humane approach to helping people uh, and flattening the curve of overdose deaths. Other brands of naloxone, um, other than Narcan, and also the injectable forms of the drug are not yet available over the counter. It's just this one brand name and one type of nasal spray. Um, but they could be soon, now that one is. So that could be happening also. And yeah, that's the whole story. And I get excited about advances in healthcare like this, so that's why I brought it. Woo! Yeah, this that's like a really that's a really big deal because like by making it accessible over the counter, like a random person could just buy some and like keep some in their purse. And if they happen to see but somebody in crisis, they could like literally save their life. 
Yep. Um, just by making something like that that widely available. It's very cool. Yes. And it also, uh, the article mentioned, too, that it reduces, like, st- some of the stigma with getting it, too. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, there's, there's different avenues to get it now, but it's just, like, when you buy something over the counter, it just it's so, so much easier and you don't have to, like, I don't know, awkwardly explain why you're getting it, maybe, um, for, you know, whatever reason that might be. So, um it it is like reducing some of those inhibiting factors to just whoever needs to or wants to just have it on hand um mm. for those situations that could occur so yeah yeah it's That's really good cool yay yay my next story is emoji news uh i f- i grabbed this from uh, emojipedia.org the uh, internet's foremost source on all things emoji. Uh, And their latest blog post was about iOS 16.4 adding 31 new emoji. Um, Though I think 10 of those are just like skin tone variations for two of the new ones. But so it's more like 21 new emoji. But um, so along with this update, uh, Apple has, like I said, debuted 31 new emoji designs. Uh, this finally includes bringing like a plain pink heart emoji um, to iOS. Like previously, there was oh. only that like sparkly pink heart, like and like it didn't match the other hearts. So now, yeah, you there this. wasn't. I didn't never. I didn't realize that there wasn't just like a pink heart, huh? Yep. Now, now, but now there is. Now that you said it, I realized that. But I didn't even like think. I guess I never wanted to use a pink heart. I always went to purple. You know. Hmm. It makes sense for you. <laughs> it does make sense for you, you know, <laughs> just because I love purple things. But <laughs> um, so each of the new emoji included in this update are from Unicode's Emoji 15.0 recommendations, which were made in September of last year. Um, also, this update didn't uh, like revise any previously released emojis, um, which they have done in in some past updates. Uh, this one left them all alone, though. Um, so yeah. I sent you a picture of what the new emojis are. So okay. Okay, we'll just go through some of the highlights. Um, first, uh, within the smileys and people category, uh, there is one new smiley face and two new complimentary hand gestures. Uh, the face is called shaking face. And it's <laughs> it looks like somebody like actively having a panic attack or something. Like it is... It's like a. It's not just like a person like shaking their head no or something. It's like a person just like freaking out. It's like a person. <laughs> this is probably not a good analogy to make. I was going to say like on a train that has is like rumbling. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say like rumbling off look, the tracks, and I'm like, right, no, I'm, not gonna gonna say, say, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but they also look. They look surprised. So like, yeah. Like um, so they're vi- it's, they're vibrating a lot. <laughs> Something is causing the yes. person to vibrate their whole body. <laughs> That's yes. what the face is. <laughs> I'm I'm really not sure what you would use it for, but now it's available. Um, and then like, <laughs> and then the hands are left and right pushing hands. They kind of like it's like a hand from the side, and you could use them together to like form a high five if you wanted to. Um, yeah. Uh, so then there's the symbols category, which got five new additions. Um, in addition to a couple of those like little square symbol things, uh, 
we also got three new heart emoji colors, uh, including the aforementioned pink, as well as gray and light blue. So, like, got almost all the colors of hearts now. I don't know what else they could add at this point. Um, Do they, they have like, chartreuse? <laughs> they don't, I don't think they have chartreuse. <laughs> I didn't so think I, so. <laughs> so I guess I spoke too soon. Um, and then... Uh, and then the animals in nature category added uh, the moose, uh, donkey, goose, blackbird, a wing, uh, a jellyfish, and a hyacinth, uh, which is a type of flower. Um, I really like the jellyfish one. I don't know if I'll use any of these, but I, don't, I just like the design of the jellyfish one. I like the hyacinth. The hyacinth is pretty, too. Be a good springtime emoji. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then some kind of miscellaneous ones uh, in food and drink. They added a pea pod and a ginger root. Um, in the activity category, they added a flute and a pair of maracas. And then in the objects category, they added a hair pick and a folding hand fan. Um, so that kind of rounds out this new group. I think everyone's going to really like the new hearts. I think that's probably what's going to get the most play from this group, but... We'll see. I feel like Donkey probably has some uses, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll leave kinda... that as an exercise to the reader. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the moose, actually, now that I'm looking at it, too. Like, the moose, it's cute. Yeah, the moose is cute. I don't know what you'd use it for. I don't know. But... Yeah, I don't know what you'd use it for, but it's cute. I need to take a trip to Canada and just, like, try to see one <laughs> so I can send somebody a... <laughs> Moose emoji, and they'll yes. be like, what? <laughs> yes. Like, Just send one. them the moose emoji with no context. <laughs> no context. <laughs> okay, my next story is cheetah news. <laughs> this is from the BBC.com, and the headline is, First cheetah cubs born in India since extinction 70 years ago. What? What? Wait, were cheetah like were they native to India? At one they point? were. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either before I read this article. There's actually an um, Asiatic cheetah species that is different from the African cheetah. Hmm. India has welcomed the birth of four cheetah cubs. India's environment minister announced the good news, calling it a momentous event. Um, the country has been trying to reintroduce the cats for decades, and last year actually brought eight cheetahs over from Namibia as part of their plan to rebuild the cheetah population. Another 12 cheetahs were brought from um, to India from South Africa last month. And these four cubs were born in Kuno National Park Wildlife Sanctuary. According to the news on Twitter, <laughs> Environment Minister Bupender Yadav... Hopefully I pronounced that right. He said he was delighted at the news and congratulates the entire team of Project Cheetah for their relentless efforts in bringing back cheetahs to India and for their efforts in correcting an ecological wrong done in the past, he said. Um, so cheetahs, a little bit of background, they are the world's fastest land animal, and they became officially extinct in India in 1952 after years of dwindling numbers because of the typical hunting, loss of habitat, et cetera. Um, the vast majority of the 7,000 approximate cheetahs in the world are now found in Africa. 
um, specifically in South Africa, Namibia, and Botswana. And the Asiatic cheetah is critically endangered and now only found in Iran, where there are thought to be only 50 left. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, not very many at all. Um, The cheetah in general is listed globally as a vulnerable species. So definitely not, not great, but they're not like overall, it's not fully endangered. Just this, like the Asian population um, obviously is. So yeah. So this was like a big deal that they're trying to bring some back to India. Yeah. That's very cool. I, like I said, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as an Asiatic species of cheetah. So that's something I learned. Yeah, me too. <laughs> before I before I uh, was reading this article, I didn't know that either. So <laughs> I was cheetah ignorant, <laughs> Ch- ignorant, if you will. <laughs> I actually don't like that word. I take that back. I, I don't like that word. I don't like it. Redacted. I don't like it. Redacted. Okay, that's our show. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. If you want to share a story with us about missing big cats or anything else, you can send us an email at knickknacknews at gmail.com. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I'm still laughing about chignorant. Yeah. <laughs>